0: We are celebrating Nicholas Castro's surprise birthday party.
1: Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> good morning, Leslie. Good morning. good morning, Pam. It's so good to see everybody in the mm-hmm. chat room, mm-hmm. especially our two friends bringing the party from New Orleans. Yep. Brenda and Annette Annette are you are you joining us live from Walmart or are you uh, <laughs> is it live or is it Memorex <laughs> uh, Ellie's sharing the birthday cake uh, looks lovely Betty's asking Nicholas are we wearing all black uh, I think that would be appropriate to have uh, for him yes Michelle <laughs> throws confetti <laughs> Brenda saying yes, with nice mimosa and beignets. Oh. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes, Brenda, absolutely. yes. Wonderful. I wish we were all there together. That would be so much fun. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm just... in
0: New Orleans with the humidity <laughs> in the around here, too.
1: This is, this is true. It's very hot and humid in the northeast of the U.S. Um, <laughs> hi, good morning, Anna. I'm so glad Anna could join us. and. Ellie, bright, bright, and early on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So good to see everybody. Annette (laughs) said she just walked into Walmart. (laughs) Well, nothing says happy birthday, Nicholas, like a good Walmart run. (laughs) That's
0: that's true. That is true. Oh, and Brenda, I I hope
1: to come on down. I do hope to come on down at some point. I'll come down when when, when
0: it's not. A hundred degrees and a hundred degrees humidity.
1: Pam's like, February, please. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. I am, like, dying here.
1: (laughs) Ellie's saying, I always wear all black. (laughs) Wishing I was in New Orleans. Yep. Yep. Betty's saying, this is such a hush-hush party that even Nicholas's team didn't see it coming. (laughs) No truer words. Shall we tell her the story? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we should tell them the story. Okay. <laughs>
0: so this week I'm planning, you know, I'm getting the notes ready for the last chapter of Gabriel's promise. And um, I was talking to Leslie yesterday. And, and as you may know, I'm, I'm mayor what, sitting this week. And I'm at her, her house, her sister's house. So I said, um, Leslie said, this, you meet me out at our halfway spot for dinner. So we did. And we're going through and talking about God knows everything under the sun. And, you know, we, we realized that t- t- tomorrow's Nicholas's
1: birthday. <laughs> right, I, could, I, I said, you know, I didn't get to I didn't get to look at because we have an editorial calendar that marks what mm-hmm. we're talking about every week. And we try and get together and plan it out. And I said, I didn't get to check the the calendar this week because we have so many birthdays coming up. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and SR is going to be on in September 3rd to talk about the movie. Uh, the movie. And, <laughs> and Pam's like, wait a minute, isn't there a birthday in August? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Nicholas's birthday. I said, mm. I knew. I knew because when we were planning it out, I said we're doing chapter 64 a promise in two over two weeks. Cause it's a long chapter. And I said, I knew the way it worked out that we were going to not have it broken up between, uh, the, the movie talk. And I said, I knew it didn't feel right to have it this week. I knew it and I couldn't remember. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, I think we need to celebrate Nicholas's birthday. <laughs> so that's what we did. And so, <laughs> hence why um, we um, pivoted and uh, are throwing Nicholas a surprise birthday mm-hmm. podcast because it was a surprise to us. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <Such> um, surprise. <laughs> Nicholas's actual birthday is August 7th. So, mm-hmm. it's actually tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But we thought we'd get the, his party weekend started earlier. Yeah, because God and, knows uh, what he
0: and Akasia are doing for this weekend. <laughs> Not that I want to know between open fingers across my eyes.
1: Oh, I think they're somewhere. I don't know. I kind of, my vote is that he swept her away back to Santorini. You think so? Yeah, I think yeah. kind of where it all, the the intense connection all began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 15. 15. 15. we'll have to see what do you guys think what do you think uh, Nicholas and Acacia would be doing for <laughs> for, for their, birthday. for their Betty, birthdays
0: Betty wants to know if Willie thinks he doesn't get enough love or attention what Nicholas would
1: think <laughs> exactly we, we, we couldn't leave Nicholas and let's Absolutely. be honest it's such the, the man in the black suit was such a great turn and a great um change from mm-hmm. SR's uh prior books uh really really was um There's I think a, a lot of fun for him to write and a lot of intrigue in it. yes, yes <laughs> shell saying they're staying out of the public eye completely agree absolutely so I'm wondering
0: you know what Nicholas would think of all the oligarchs these days <laughs>
1: I have a feeling Nicholas is being kept very busy. I see we have more folks just joining us. Ashley, good morning. The SR Fox, hello, hello. And KK, KK, it's so good to see you online. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's been so nice. We have Annette, uh, we have KK, we haven't seen uh, SR Fox for a while. This is such a fun day and we are celebrating Nicholas's birthday with a surprise are. birthday podcast. A surprise to Pam and I. Um, <laughs> so, Betty's saying, I wonder what Acacia would give Nicholas. Another black suit? A black swimsuit? A black tie? I think he would. she would change it up for him because, you know, well,
0: he is the man in black. It would be nice exactly. to something uh, colorful on him <laughs> other than tan or white.
1: This is true. <laughs> would she take a page out of... Uh, the Emerson's playbook and uh, get some... Well,
0: maybe. I don't know. But I, I'm thinking more of like, you know, Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts.
1: I definitely do not see a Nicholas in a Hawaiian shirt.
0: No, yeah, but the Hawaiian shirt could have flamingos on it. No, so. well, this is true. This is true.
1: <laughs> and that says neon, neon green. green? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, floor, yes, floor, good morning, Floor. So, so, so happy to see you. SR Fox is wishing hello to everyone and hope everyone is doing okay. Same. I, can you believe it's August?
0: Uh, I can't wait till it's September 15th, but that's another story. Because <laughs> that's when the weather starts to get a little cooler around here.
1: Oh no, I'm not ready to give up summer yet. Not in the least.
0: Normally I would say, you know, I'm I'm not ready to give it up, but for fun. Uh This summer this particular summer, I'm ready to close the books on now.
1: It's very, very hot.
0: It's not been a good summer, so
1: no. No. No, 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 no. So anyway. Um so Shell Saint Gabriel has sent the flamingo. over to Nicholas <laughs> and Annette saying down in New Orleans September is still warm mm-hmm. it's warm here too um, hopefully as Betty says she's ready to give up this heat wave and hopefully things will calm down um, I'm just glad I for all have- of you who are suffering with the heat I actually love, <laughs> I love I'm this just glad I don't have
0: to take a subway anywhere in New York mm. Let's see not fun i have to do it it's not fun. that
1: would be true so we um this is a surprise uh birthday party for sr too um because he doesn't know we're <laughs> doing <does> it <laughs> um in fact and pam i i, I said i was going to email him last night i didn't so uh <laughs> surprise sr surprise um we'll just let him know that we had our little scheduling yes. shift um Floor saying it's always warm in Miami mm-hmm. I need a little cold well Floor there's plenty of cold up uh, up north in a couple months that you can visit um, oh and Anna's suggesting for the gift a starry night tie hand painted well, oh that would be a very would thoughtful be, gift. Yeah,
0: the Louvre does have them and I know that the Porns Foundation has a lot of hand painted stuff too
1: oh that would be
0: I keep meaning to get this one pair of socks for Kenzie to send mm. out to her. It's a Van Gogh post the postman that they have oh. at the Barnes.
1: Oh, very cool. So. I still need to get to the barns. You, you do. I know, I know. I'm so close, right? Mm-hmm. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of SR and mm-hmm. about art in general, SR, as mm-hmm. always, did yes. provide us with plenty of news this week, yes. and you know there is there is something important that's going to be happening this week too <laughs> that I'm still not ready for. I know uh, none of us are really. So, <laughs> so I, well, I think some people have been more than ready and cannot wait. Mm, um, I, so, uh, shall we uh, start we shall, with our we shall. SR news?
0: Uh, Passionflix continues to offer subscription discount to new subscribers if they use the code. Sticky little leaf. This provides them with a discounted price of $3.99 a month for their first three months prescri- prescribing, subscribing to Passion Flicks. And this is this offer is only valid in October, the month end of August. Mm-hmm. He's also thanking uh, some generous readers. He's giving away a year long subscription to Passion Flicks, along with three month subscriptions to Passion Flicks. The giveaway has been posted and on his Instagram account. It's open internationally to new subscribers to passion flicks. And if you comment on the original Instagram post, plus follow him on Instagram and passion flicks on Instagram in order to enter. The contest will close on August 10th in time for the release of Gabriel's Rapture part three.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I know, which happens to premiere August 12th. <clears throat> August
1: 12th. August 12th. And in the chat box, um, mm-hmm. Shell just said, thank goodness it's on a Friday. <laughs> yep. Betty's saying a passion flicks movie day keeps the doctors away. Yes, uh, Right, ladies? <laughs> and, yes, I, I love that, Betty. SR Fox says 100%. 100 so, percent
0: uh also red carter's song even angels cry for gabriel's rapture part three, is now available on spotify as well as the itunes store and he'll be chatting with sr fans russia facebook page on august 17th at 1 p.m and all are welcome to join in
1: because yes i don't know if you guys have any of you have um i'm, I'm putting the chat or the the chat. I'm putting the link of uh, for Red Carter's uh, work on um, in the chat box. If you haven't checked it out, feel free. And then the SR fans Russia page. Um, check that out. August seventeenth. Mm-hmm. I'll. Uh,
0: and the book Gabriel's put promise, that into uh, mm-hmm. has been released in Russian. That's and so great which is awesome. And he'll be doing some chats coming up in September. And I know that he'll be with us on September 3rd. And I believe he's going to be joining the Amazon group and as well as Argyle Empire for a chat on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, thanks. He's, you know, just hopes we all have a great weekend and he hopes everyone enjoys Gabriel's rapture part three. I'm trying to see if I can host a watch along on Facebook, which would be very cool. He's got some issues on um, where he is right now. He's got limited internet service. So he's going to see what he can do, but that would be fun.
1: It's always fun. Although it is an adventure uh, when he does the uh, watch alongs because so many people join, um, Mm It's fun, though, and it's fun to read all the comments that everybody does. Betty's saying, I wonder when they will use the new song. Maybe during the rain reunion scene? Yeah, there's been a lot of speculation on where that song fits in. If it's during the pilgrimage, if it's during um, maybe the beginning of part three when Julia and Gabriel both are, you know, separate. And maybe showing, you know, how they did those montages and some of the earlier parts. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's a montage of them just doing their, you know, living their life without each other. And Ah, oh, I'm not ready. I can't deal with it. Uh, and and saying, uh,
0: where is SR now? He is in a fox. Who 10, knows? <laughs> somewhere in the great white north. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Up yeah. in uh, up in the wilderness in uh, Canada somewhere. Anywhere in the great white uh, north. <laughs> I think be, this time of year, a lot of people up north. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people up north, even in northern U.S., and of course up in Canada is north of that. Um, a lot of people go to lakes and um, have a great uh, time um uh, enjoying the water and hanging out um and enjoying nature so as as the sr fox says enjoying his morning java and betty's saying i hope it's not during paul and julia's kiss <laughs> and she says sr is doing research <laughs> and that i won't i promise she said leslie don't you dare make me cry at the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
0: here's one thing I, I can't say. even
1: think about it, Annette. I just can't even think about it too much. I too know, much. I,
0: I am so psyched for this part three because I just I've been waiting for the reunion and yes, I have purposely and I mean absolutely purposely not looked at any teaser, any trailer, or stills because I don't want to see that until the mm. movie. So. Forgive me, passion flicks, and forgive me, SR, for not gushing over the, all the all the stuff. But I, I'm, I'm holding on to my what I want to see when I dream it. So that's I, where I am on that.
1: I just cannot believe it's here. I know. And I'm thinking, Betty, when you and our dear Pearling did the podcast and really started beating drum. Or we won a Gabriel's movie, and I know, I know it's more about Paul for you. Mm-hmm. But can you just believe? I mean, I just remember listening to the podcast, thinking, "Oh my gosh, having a movie would be so amazing!" And I can't wait to see <laughs> when <I'll> see <laughs> when he's in Italy and he's going and searching at the at. Uh, the the church and the pilgrimage to Assisi and and then the, the the ultimate scene in my mind is that rain scene when they come together and mm-hmm. then have to try and find their way together um ah oh, I just it's just amazing the journey that this mm-hmm. has been uh, absolutely <laughs> that he said I think I read the wrong book because all I wanted to see are Paul scenes I know. <laughs> Betty says, I still can't believe it, though. It's a dream come true. It's true. Um, I, I know. know, Pam. You are a strong to hold out. Amazing. I have to. I got it because I, I don't want to see
0: the movie in trailers and teasers. I want to see it when it's on, the, on the screen, actually.
1: That's it is yeah. funny. I've do- I've done the same thing. And I really, I'm not one who gets upset with spoilers, but... I just wanted to see everything as as we were getting closer and closer. I just want to see it all in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um plus I've not been on social media too much lately because things have been a little busy. Um Betty says, I just wanna see Julia's face when Gabriel says to Julia, No sex. <laughs> I know, it's funny. I was thinking about that scene, you know, the wedding, Rachel's wedding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's another thing. I mean, this, this part um, really is relation, you know, how they're finding each other and mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. individual journeys as much as it is them actually coming together. And, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of sex in this part. Yes. Um, but I think the performances and the emotional connection is going to be just stunning. Which I think Eileen <laughs> no, is gonna yeah. be upset with, but that's another story in well, and in of itself. She can <clears> watch <throat> she can watch she can watch part one then. <laughs> uh, the SR Fox says when I watch that scene, I'm gonna think about you, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my gosh. So while yep. we oh Annette's so, saying this Annette's saying this is the one that will break me. That's what I've said every time. I completely agree. I don't I, I'm not ready. I'll be I'll be saying that, I'll be saying that as like when I click on Passionflix to watch it, I'm gonna be like, I'm not well, ready. I'm, I'm I don't even, think I can. I'm I don't think, think I can manage it.
0: Thinking of uh, pop, popping that cork on my Passionflix wine for this. So.
1: Oh, that's a nice mm-hmm. way to celebrate. And yeah. maybe, some,
0: maybe some donuts from from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. mm chocolate cake. Uh, I don't know. Floor saying, I can't wait to watch all three back to back. What an mm-hmm. emotional roller coaster, but a good one. Yes, it is. Yes, Floor. That, honestly, what a great, um, what a great series. Mm-hmm. What a great series that Passionflix has, has made for us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that thing, I'm going to try and not watch it until after I get home from home. work.
0: yeah fortunately fortunately touch wood i have nothing going on this friday so i'm i'm in good i'm in good shape
1: oh my gosh i know (laughs) until i get the phone call and that's saying i can't have puffy eyes (laughs) no yeah they're going to be wondering people are going to (laughs) be working with your mortgages what's going on (laughs) i'm so sad by the rates <laughs> mm-hmm. um Betty's saying, "I wonder if we'll see my arch enemy, cough, cough, Allison." Someone that never would knows. be a, one. Morning, never Cheryl. knows. Cheryl from Atlanta. Good morning. We welcome to Nicholas's surprise birthday party. Um, we're talking about SR news, and of course, the fact that we'll be watching uh, Part Three in a matter of days. Floor's saying, I saved a bottle of the toe curling tube, Pam. Yep, (laughs) gotta do it. Yes, yes, yes. She is ready. Um, And it's funny because there's so much hype and so much excitement about the movie. And of course, we will be, (laughs) as uh, part of a programming note, we will be talking about part three next week in terms of our reactions we want to hear your reactions we Mm want to we want to hear all the emotion we want to know what you thought um so that is our plan for the podcast for next week um and then we're returning back to promise so the sr fox says it's going to air at 11 a.m my local time how am i going to hide my emotions the rest of my day with all my appointments puffy eyes included. Well, actually I've said that I, you know, I've said, I don't know, you know, I may have to wait until I'm completely done with work (laughs) Uh Um, because I don't know uh, if I can, I'll be able to focus or function on anything else. Cheryl says they're mad about this man. It seems that's another book. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot around it. Um, I think this is a reference for those who are not um, tuned into the This Man saga. Uh, Passionflix had had optioned it. They had started production. Um, Things did not work out with the leading lady. The leading lady and uh, the production parted ways. They were looking and considering other options and then this week there was a uh, mutual decision to kind of take a break from pursuing the production um, and i know you know i'm a i'm a big fan of Jodie Ellen Malpas um, had the pleasure of meeting her at Passioncon mm-hmm. um and of course Passion Flix has a a great relationship with her they've already done one of her books the protector um so i just think everything surrounding that um there's a lot of emotion around that because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's something that people have been looking forward to um and th- it is a very very beloved series and i'm just very hopeful that taking a break will help regroup and find the best path forward so right right and, and you know there's um, a lot of other op books that have been optioned by passion flicks that they're turning their attention to and um you know, I'm 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 looking forward to royally screwed by mm-hmm. Emma Chase yeah. personally because I'm a big fan of uh, Emma's. So, and I see PK Tabby's joined us. Good morning. Good we're morning. celebrating Nicholas's casser, Nicholas's birthday. Um, Nicholas, the leading man in SR, is the man in the black suit. And um, right now, we were just doing some SR news and the excitement about the. Part three coming out this weekend, this next week, um, on Friday and Annette. Yes. I do hope that Tyler will still be available. Tyler was the actor who was cast to play the Lord of the manor. And what, from,
0: from what they said in their update about this is it's, it's not so much that they're abandoning it. They're just kind of regrouping and, and figure out the best way for the adaption of the book and, it's possible they couldn't find Ineva, and Tyler's right. schedules got moved, so they got to do what they got to do. So, but yeah, I think it'll be back. Yeah. I don't,
1: I don't. Think I'm that's hopeful. Standard. Anyway, I am hopeful. So,
0: what can at, you tell me about Nicholas?
1: Well, we, in honor of his birthday, we actually dug into a little bit of Nicholas's background and uh also we wanted to kind of revisit you know we're talking about tyler uh the actor who was cast to be jesse in this man Mm -hmm. and we were looking back um uh, at some of the comments and conversation that we've had over the years regarding who may be uh, the beautiful nicholas casseroar um you know, one of SR's, I just think one of SR's great leading men, um, very mysterious. And we last, um, uh, actually it was several years ago. Now we had, a, at one point had asked people, who's your Nicholas? And, um, <laughs> yes, Tyler is freaking sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so are some of the actors that people thought for Nicholas. Um, Navima had said Theo James. Mm-hmm. Um, He's in Daniel- Sanditon,
0: if anybody hasn't seen Sanditon yet. Take a look. He's really good, too.
1: Oh, I'd like to. Uh, Samia, who is uh, with Notis and Florencia, uh, for those who remember and know Samia, she uh, always has a good eye. And she thought Daniel Gillies. Is it Gillies? Gillies or Gillies? Gillies? I'm not sure which was a good actor. Um, Justin Jocelyn was another uh, one that Maru suggested. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia Gabriella suggested Noah Mills. Um, Monica Sofia, our friend in Portugal, uh, suggested Penn Badgley. Uh, Luke Roberts was another suggestion uh, from June Walworth i'm trying to remember what luke is in does anyone know i'll check his imdb yeah, page tobias cameron was a suggestion by floor fs maureen uh, sergio pomcoff uh was oh yes jennifer Locklear suggested sergio uh mm-hmm. boy he looks the part uh mj suggested tom ellis who I think would do a great job, Tom Ellis, who was on Lucifer, any Lucifer fans out in the chat room? I'm rewatching that series. I love it so much. Um, Yaz said Henry Cavill would be a great Nicholas. I think mm-hmm. Henry would be a great everything. Well, and he wasn't a spy. Um, he was in that spy movie with uh, with uh, Artie Hammer. Uh, and I the, thought he yes, did a good the, job uh, in that.
0: The Man From U.N.C.L.E., the remake of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. I think yes. that also was a Buzz Lerman production.
1: I think you're right. Um, Shel sang Luke who? Um, he
0: actually, Luke Roberts was Luke Roberts in The Batman. He played Thomas Wayne in mm-hmm. 2022. Uh, working Mom's Nightmare. Mm-hmm. The Rook, Ransom, High and Dry, darling, Dating My Mother. That's scary. Uh, Black <laughs> Sales. Game yep. of Thrones. Who hasn't been in Game of Thrones? Uh, the Death Keepers. Wolf Hall. Taxi Brooklyn, just to name a few. He was also in Rain. I don't know if mm-hmm. anybody saw that. on. I think it was on Stars. That was interesting.
1: Well, and I haven't seen that, uh, but I heard it was good. Yeah. Uh, a couple others were, were Chema Treze, and forgive me if I mispronounced his name. Um, from Parmiter Patra, who suggested that. And Ian Summerholder from uh, Corinne Smith. You guys remember Ian from um, Vampire Diaries and many other great productions. And uh, we even had a reader, and I think this was back, I think this was in 2018, 20, 2018. when we first, was it 2018? We got yeah. the suggestion for. Um, and this was before he had been cast in another role, our, our very own uh, Giulio Barudi yeah, was a suggestion that one of our, um, I think, Flor de Aqua. I think Flor's in mm-hmm. South America, I'm not sure which country, but Flor had suggested Julio mm-hmm. would be a great Nicholas, which I thought was interesting. P.K. Yeah. Tabby's saying, is the man in the black suit good to read? I haven't read it 100%. Oh, yes. Yes. You will. In, it is really, really a, a great book. It's different than SR's other work. Uh, it's it's action packed. Uh, there's a little bit of a mystery, a puzzle to it. As Betty says, yes, you will love it. It's a great novel. Uh, the chemistry between, well, another thing I love about The Man in the Black Suit is even though it's titled The Man in the Black Suit, it really has. A strong focus on the female lead, Acacia, Acacia Santos. Mm-hmm. And Acacia is an incredible character. You will really enjoy. as as Annette says, yes, yes, yes. Clore says, yes, definitely a great read. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing in the... Uh, Shell, excellent story, PK. Yeah, yes. definitely,
0: definitely, yeah. I, w- I would take a look at it. It's really good
1: it really is um and you know there's uh betty says tom ellis is nicholas for me and she said what about this new upcoming actor his name is james fraser Hmm. (laughs) have you heard of him (laughs) i don't see james as nicholas i feel like james it seems a little young for nicholas yeah he is a little younger. I, I envision, for me, I, my, in my mind's eye, Nicholas seems a little bit older. I would say in um, the 30s, maybe 40. Mm-hmm. Shell's saying it's an excellent story, PK. Um, it really is. Uh, Flora says, I'm actually rereading it now, and it still keeps you on your toes. It's so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is um, Ellie says, Love Acacia. Mm-hmm. And Shell says, Acacia is a strong woman. I love her character. I do too, I really do. Plus, mm-hmm. it's set in Paris, um,
0: and they, and you get to go to and, Santorini, and and Colony,
1: and Dubai, yeah, and Switzerland. Yeah, it's it's really really, yes. PK says thanks. I'm looking forward to reading that book. Mm-hmm. You will really enjoy it. It's it's super fun. Um, And, you know, the character of Nicholas is just well-developed. He's really smart, comes from um, an affluent family. Went to the London um, School of Economics. Played tennis. Yes, he's very well-rounded. Has a very interesting... uh, He's, he. I should say, he's kind of like a Renaissance man. He has uh, many different interests and businesses, (laughs) if Mm -hmm. that's a good way to put it. Um, Shell says the multicultural storyline is intriguing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, Betty notes Acacia and Nick are both in their 30s. Yes. Yes. Um, And when we had actually asked SR at one point, you know, what are some of the authors that... Nicholas may like, um, and he said one of the authors, um, that he thinks Nicholas would be drawn to is John Le Car, And I'll put John's name in here. Um, John, uh, said he can see Nicholas being interested in Western European history also, mm-hmm. including Russia and France. Mm-hmm. So, um, he is European and he, you know, two of the books that are most known for John Lacar are The Night Manager and The Constant, uh, Constant Gardener. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you, I haven't read those, but I do remember, and Pam, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that I believe The Night Manager is one of the books that inspired us to write. I think so, yeah. I think uh, think that's what kind of sparked. Yes. Uh, Because he's considered an author of sophisticated spy thrillers. Um, And so I'm going to, if I can fit this in, I might have to divide it. And I I don't Um, know whether
0: The Night Manager is still available online on a streaming service somewhere. I think originally it was on Netflix. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston plays The Night Manager.
1: If there's any I, John Huddleston's fans. <laughs> yeah. Ben, Brenda said it would have been funny if he would have put the author's name when asked Sylv- as Sylvain Reynard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so right, Brenda. Mm-hmm. You're so right. That's uh, so funny. Um, it's, it's definitely like a spy thriller. Mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, the idea of having um, that action-packed uh, drama oh, so good. So good. was something that SR was drawn to. He was um, so excited about writing these characters, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Betty said she saw it it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michelle so uh, thinks it's still out there somewhere. That's good, because I would like to watch that. And mm-hmm. The Constant Gardener, of course... Um, is another one of his his books that were would kind of give you that feel um for uh something that nicholas would like and perhaps maybe that was part of uh cassia's present this year she may have gotten a first edition of um the night manager for Anything's nicholas possible. Mm-hmm. Possible. you never know
0: so as far as Nicholas's background, he, you know, he, he, uh, told her that his ancestors were first. Like everything sort of came together in the nineteenth century for one of his ancestors. And if you remember, um, if it, and if you remember in the Florentine series, uh, there was there was a somebody who who bought some artwork from the Casseros. Or sold smart work to the Casperers. Yes. From the prince. And then um, someone else bought them from the Casper family through a, an attorney and probably in Cambridge. So mm. we have our illustrations. Um, he, uh, he, his family's original name is like a, is a German name, and they came from Colony Switzerland. Uh, so and they left Germany in like the 1860s to go to Switzerland at that time uh, Nicholas's background he's also of Jewish heritage and Germany was known to have a lot of uh, uh, you know programs and pushes where they would they would be moving out so we did his family settled in Switzerland because it's been always so peaceful there yes. and colony was uh, is, a, is a beautiful it's got Lake Geneva in there it's, it's just a gorgeous place the, and this the settlements go back to the Neolithic age and it was discovered near the village of La Belote, um and conquered by the Romans in the 2nd century they built a oh. road from Corsier through, through the colony area to Frontenac's so that they could get back and forth, you know. During the Middle Ages, um, it was part of the lands of the Counts of Geneva. Before it was uh, acquired by the Bishopric, you know Bishopric, I Bishop. think. Yeah, I don't know. the uh, the village Saint uh, Church of uh, Saint Peter, and it was under the parish of the vanderers In the fourteen hundreds, it was probably built around fifteenth century. And then the colony joined the new faith of the Protestant Reformation in 1536.
1: And uh, there's a lot of history in that area, which kind yeah. of tracks with SR. What SR said mm-hmm. about Nicholas would probably enjoy those those history books of history, on yeah. yes. Um, and I did I did put a couple links in um, as well. So mm-hmm. you're saying in the there were things going on with the Protestant Reformation as well.
0: Yeah, and they, uh, uh, it, you know, it, they reformed. it so the reformed the church to the Protestant during the Protestant Reformation with Martin Luther, and uh, then and in 1538 there was a treaty between Bern and Geneva, so colony in the city of Geneva. So.
1: It just, really so that region is I, I put like I said, there's some links in there and you can see some pictures and things to do. It's such a beautiful area on the lake.
0: And I think I, I think SR really likes that area a lot. He's mentioned it a few times mm-hmm. in the chat. And the late sixteenth into the seventeenth century, Geneva publishers moved to set up offices in colony by claiming the colony or colonia alabagorum. As the publishing location, and they were able to, able to circumvent French laws that, which banned books from Geneva, beginning in the 18th century. They had some beautiful things. What song is playing? A hard. It's a Bob Dylan song. It's "A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall." So. Um, but one of the things that was really I found really cool about this is that in the 18th century, with all these beautiful chalets all around the, the lake and whatever, there was a summer that was not such a great summer, maybe like this one, weather-wise. <laughs> and um, one of the most famous of these chalets is the Villa Diodora, Diodati. And during this particular summer, Lord Byron, John Polidori, Mary Shelley, and Percy but Shelley uh spent uh, part of the, that year together in, a, in the chalet. And what, one of the things that they would do to keep themselves entertained was tell stories. So from these, story, these horror stories that they were going back and forth with, they wrote uh, Frankenstein, Mary Shelley wrote that. John Polidori wrote The Vampire, which was the first modern vampire story
1: so that's pretty cool it is really cool and I'm um, also including a link to the villa on in the chat box as well because it looks super cool and it talks mm-hmm. a little bit about the history um, and this actually um, there just seems like there's so much um to talk to show and talk about mm-hmm. um, there also is a writer's um, workshop that's being set there and this is where this is one of the c- things here's the wiki the wiki page though can get you started in looking at it but you can imagine when you see the when you see it you can imagine how they would be writing in that mm-hmm. Um And the uh, I think that creativity um, uh, that they found and sense of community around the lake, um, I think, is also something kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that artist colony um, also makes a lot of sense for the character of the Casserers because, Mm -hmm. as you know, they were very involved in the art world and had a gallery on their property um, which played a central role um, in Nicholas's life and in what he ended up doing. So I think it really I'm glad we dug into this a little bit because I think it really does round out for me even though we've we've covered I mean Pam and I podcasted together the man of the black the man in the black suit fan podcast Mm and um, that little piece of information was one that i hadn't come across before so sr always the great teacher giving us things to uh to learn about um and another thing we looked into on this uh regarding nicholas and celebration of his birthday uh one of sr's favorite quotes in the entire book specifically about nicholas and I think you guys probably know this one, for those who read it. Anybody know what SR's favorite quote about Nicholas is? And I'll it's give not just a Johnny a Cash song.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, as yes, Floor, I agree with you completely. Floor said, I love that we are always learning something new with SR books. Mm-hmm. So much depth and intrigue with his characters that pulls you in. Mm-hmm. Cannot agree more absolutely and the quote that I was referring to and as soon as I say it, those of you who've read it will be like yes you've seen us talk about that before think of me as Robin Hood in a suit mm-hmm. that's exactly how he explained himself to Acacia and yes Annette said this is one of the books I have to go read again I know as as soon as I talk about it. Well, with any of SR's books, really, I always am like, oh, I want to reread that again. Um, but this this book definitely is a nice uh, escape because you do go to a lot of different places, um, lots of twists and turns, and it's a lot of fun. So we kind of dug in a little bit about the whole Robin Hood mm-hmm. uh, lore. <laughs> and Floor saying, yes, go read it now. Go read it now. In it, she's reading it now too. Um, And you know, SR, I I think, kind of used a little inspiration from Robin Hood, um, and the existence of the character of Robin Hood had been kind of uh, going on since about 14th century England, Um, and. It really began with this idea of the discontent in the farming community and the feudal system and this character emerged as an anti-establishment rebel who murders government agents and wealthy landowners so it was kind of uh, a much more violent, raw character than some of the other adaptations came up with um, subsequently Um, and later variations uh, with times that may have been less intense, um, talked more about Robin as a dispossessed aristocrat with a heart of gold. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the cast mm-hmm. um, and the inspiration that uh, Nicholas's character is drawn from a little bit. Having someone who was of a wealthier class who more or less pushes aside his wealth and status to uh, do the work of good for the poor or for those who were disenfranchised or wronged in some way. Um, And there was an interesting, when we were doing research, there was an interesting story on history.com about robin hood and i'm going to put that link in there because there's there is a lot of discussion about whether or not a robin hood really existed so i put that link in there for you um and betty's saying and you know we've we've said this before regarding man in the black suit especially it would be a really great film this is one i think passion flicks could do A beautiful job with. They could do a lot of. I mean, Florentine series is tough because of the. CGI. um, CGI and of really, since there's so much uh, uh, paranormal and fantasy, it makes the filmmaking more difficult. But boy, this film, I think, could just translate the book could translate so well to the screen mm-hmm. and it would be shot so beautifully by Dennis and in those Absolutely. incredible locations. It would be a higher budget just because of the locations where they'd be shooting. Um, but boy, I think they do a great job with mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. And, you know, the settings alone, I think we talked about when PK mentioned that PK has not read. um the man in the black suit yet. And it really, I mean, it's primarily set and their base is set in Paris and they'll go to other, other places for their work like Santorini and like Dubai. Um, Um, and then visiting Nicholas's home in Colony, Switzerland and Lake Geneva. And I, you know, I think having um, having those international settings would make for a fantastic film and especially Paris because that's kind of the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the most special places in Paris that has been, um, a, was a, a discussion point in our podcast, was Notre um, Dame. was Notre Dame. And Pam looked into some of that
0: and they're right on target to reopen in 2024 uh yes they so one exciting. Of the, one of the first things they had to do is they had to assess everything for for safety uh, the way the spiral fire happened and the lead
1: that came with it and and that happened when was that 2019?
0: 2019 2019 right it was April of 2019 and they were just right. very concerned about the, the cathedral collapsing in on itself. The bell towers. There uh, there was all kinds of stuff that went with that. They got the safety. They they worked out the safety issues, and that part of it is finished. And they've made the initial assessments of what has to be done uh, to prevent further damages. And this was like installing tarps above the vaults to protect from the rain, and you know, getting rid of the lead from the uh, lead decap contamination. Uh, they've had to fortify the north and south and west gables and also they needed to protect the three large rose windows, uh, which thankfully were spared from the, with this fire, uh, fortifying the most dangerous uh, damage pillars in the nave, uh, then also uh, reinforcing the flying buttresses. They, ra- they had to wrap and protect the gargoyles and other sculptural elements in the north and the south towers they had to remove all the burnt and melted scaffolding that surrounded
1: the spire. Oh my gosh. I know. I just remember we were watching it burn. It was April 15th. And there was, there was so many, we actually had a special podcast about the fire um, because it was a really um, central focus point of the book Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, what are they going to do? Are they going to rebuild? Are they going to not rebuild? And um, well, it, Paris, the and well, the French government, Macron, I believe was was oh, yeah. the, He's like still the president then, and, and they were like, "We are doing this. We are putting our resources behind this, mm-hmm. and our efforts to have this done by 2024." It's remarkable. Mm-hmm.
0: And but this, the, the all that specialty stuff was all the scaffolding and everything were removed. And that part of the project was completed in November of 2020. And then they started working on other parts of it. They did have to stop for three months because of COVID. Like the world stopped. So for three months they stopped, which is understandable. They've also, uh, last spring, they found a thousand oak trees that they selected to use and harvest it that they're going to use for the new spire and the transept roof cuz one of the one of the issues that it took cold so fast was the timbers and the roof of Notre Dame were all this ancient wood and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know I'm sure it was completely dried out and you know it's easy tinder for a fire like that
1: I have to say I I do love the fact that they're sticking with the traditional building materials but i'm also a little surprised because it had been really the reason why things went so quickly through the fire i think
0: they 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 had a lot of architects come in to look at it and and offer ideas Mm -hmm. and they decided because some of the ideas were really far-fetched they decided to continue with what it was so the, Mm the oak would have been part of that um it's, they have forty-five sawmills across France that are uh, taking little by little the, the the oak is being stripped of its bark and cutting into thirty-six centimeter sections for planking and what have you. Uh, it's they, incredible. <laughs> it's
1: started, incredible to me.
0: It is. They started cleaning the cathedral in October of twenty twenty-one, and are continuing with that. And that's cleaning all those the glass stained glass in the in in the, uh, At the cathedral and the walls. I mean, there's there's lots of restoration that has to be done with the statues and everything from all that's gone on. The lead
1: We're dust. Made, perhaps they'll call in Raven. You never know. That would be nice. To help with the restoration work. Mm-hmm. You never know.
0: And it's going to be that, that cleaning covers 6,000 square meters of the church's interior. And it's done centimeter by centimeter, by, uh, centimeter by, with tiny brushes that have soft bristles. So it's going to take them a while to do that. So once the dust is set off and, and they can get it all the everything clean, 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 they're going to bring in the stonemasons and sculptures and the fine art restorers and locksmiths and all that kind of stuff. But I remember when um, I, talk, I was actually talking with Phil about this not too long ago because he couldn't believe the fire. And I said that, um, you know, while that whole fire was going on inside, they had, between firemen and the priests, uh, like a, a, a line coming down, bringing out all the artifacts. They, when I, when I, I was in St. Patrick's in 20, or, uh, Notre Dame in 2017, and they have like a whole little annex off to the side because the patron saint of Paris is St. Denis. And they have a relic of his in there. And I think it was a first-class relic, like a bone or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, all these, aim, you know, vestments from all kinds of times, not just uh, current and gorgeous book coverings. And, I mean, they just, they really took care of, they didn't lose any of it, thank God.
1: It's remarkable, the teamwork to, to save and rescue those mm-hmm. um, treasures really um I, it, it was such a moving and compelling i i just remember it it seemed to me i remember turning on cnn and it seems like everybody I knew was talking about this it was so compelling and so shocking to see such a landmark mm-hmm. um and and flames and, and yeah, i well, think not- it really captured it it Made the world pause. It did, and it absolutely uh, did. you know, because it is a. I'm sure it's a UNESCO World. It is s- historic site. Because um, it was and, built in the 1100s. Right, right, and and you know, I think again, Sr does um, does love Paris, and he's mm-hmm. written about it, um, and set this book in Paris, and I, I just think it really was such a you know, it's such a, a major discussion and topic during uh, that time in the community. Yeah. Brenda said, oh, yes, it was because it was such a beautiful structure. And I know in the book you made uh really, they remarked about the stained glass windows mm-hmm. was a, and that know, was, it was the such big, a focal They were point.
0: so concerned, especially with the rose windows. Yes. They were extremely concerned about those. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and the, when the, the the neat thing about the nave uh, under the spire, you know, you know, when they decided to turn the mass around to the people as opposed to having the priests back to us all the time, mm-hmm. um, they moved the altar more towards underneath the spire. And so when 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 that happened, I mean, all that stuff came down to about where the altarpiece would be for there, the newer altarpiece. But it was it was incredible. And,
1: uh, and I know and I'm, I'm the reading oils. oh go ahead so <laughs> I know th- what Ellie Ellie I she said I felt like save the gargoyles the uh-huh. windows too and floor saying how cool would it be to be a rest- restoration expert all the access to amazing art yep I know really I mean,
0: they, they've even dug up I think there was a sarcophagus underneath the um the main altar uh of whatever cardinal bishop saint mm-hmm. from france at that time i know they had a big uh spot for Joan of arc obviously she was she's a a, a patron saint in france so you know just it was just incredible um, and raven's apartment was not too far from there. And that's, uh, you mean,
1: a you mean, a i apartment.
0: apartment. I'm sorry, <laughs> apartment was not too far from there. It was yeah. uh, by, by the Sorbonne. I, I was very, when I, when I went to France, um, or when I was in France, I, I emailed SR and I knew he was still writing and he was still writing about Paris and whatever. And I said, if, if there's anything you want me to do, while I'm here. Take any pictures for you. Send them to you. Whatever you need, because while I'm here,
1: I'm sightseeing.
0: Right. Why not? And um, he gave me the address of where Raven's apartment supposedly was. And if you go on our Twitter page, you'll see that it's around the Cafe Soufflot, and it's mm-hmm. uh, Rue de Jacques and the Cafe du Soufflot. Uh, and you can there's a picture of the apartment building there. So nice cafe right, across the street too. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. So,
1: The sight of a lot of interesting um, scenes in The Man in the Black Suit mm-hmm. and Nicholas Important being scenes. a part of it. Exact, very pivotal scenes. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think uh, we couldn't not celebrate Nicholas's birthday today. He's such a great character in the lexicon of SR. And I think having... You know, having a chance to uh, examine some of the background of what shaped the character, made the character the way uh, he appears—it's just such a good reminder. I, Flora, I love the fact that you're you were in the middle of the reread. Um, talking about this definitely makes me want to reread it. I just I dig right in and you know take a take a virtual trip to Paris. Mm-hmm. Would <laughs> be lovely. And Shell says, I like how Nicholas doesn't tolerate racism. Absolutely. Nicholas, well, you know, this Robin Hood in the suit going, you know, fighting for justice. I mean, that's a lot of what his character is about, about doing the right thing. Um, When SR wrote this book, there was a lot of, um, there was a rise in racial intolerance in Mm -hmm. Europe um, in particular, and... He wanted to kind of explore the theme of racial justice, and he did so in this book. He did. Mm-hmm. Ellie said, I just reread TMI TBS last week. She listened on Audible, rather. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great audiobook. Um, if you like audiobooks, highly recommend that PK. Um, but it has- reading it's wonderful too. But do not do it while you're driving, right, Pam?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that reminds me why Betty says, don't let's not forget the steamy love scenes. I was driving. I've been driving. My they grand- were amazing. They yes. were driving my granddaughter home and I was driving back on the New Jersey turnpike coming home. And uh, all of a sudden I almost see at the front, the back end of a tractor trailer. And I had to slam my brake on because I was I was so involved in the love scene that. I
1: wasn't paying attention to what was in front of me. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were safe, but yeah, uh, yes, there is. I, I, I really believe of all his books, the the steamiest and hottie, hottest, hottest, love making scenes um, are in this book. A lot of research went into that. From what I was a saying. lot of research, <laughs> just be prepared. It is. Um, there's a lot of passion, a lot of a lot of intensity, and mm-hmm. written in such a beautiful, respectful way, yep. very sensual, extremely sensual yeah, it is. writing of those scenes, which I know are not easy to write, um, but boy, they, they were beautifully done and it really did um, advance the story mm-hmm. as well and shows the deepening of the connection between the characters. <laughs> Yes, Ellie said, I keep finding more stuff I didn't focus on before in that book and love it more and more. I know Mm -hmm. now I want to reread. I might, I actually might, I think I might reread it um, before. I was going to reread the part that is going to be in part three. I might, I might do, I might do a little both if I have time. There you go. Ellie said, LOL, my kids panic when my phone hooks up to the car Bluetooth first. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what to expect, right, Ellie? Uh, And says I agree, Leslie. Too steamy. And Shell says, hashtag caution, no listening to SR's books while driving. (laughs) You're hundred percent right on that. Although I have to say I, I listened to Rapture. I listened to the entire book of Rapture. On my drive from Harrisburg to mm-hmm. Charleston, South Carolina, it was twelve hours. I listened to the entire book; it was glorious.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: um, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, Floor also said I listen. I also listen in traffic. It's makes makes for a better drive home. I'm it focused, does. So. It
0: certainly does. I mean, I, I can guarantee that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Anna is saying, I think this will uh, be my next audio listen. And Annette says, I'm trying to clear my uh, Kindle Unlimited Nooks out before I go back to that book. <laughs> yes, yeah. there's a lot. Floor says, That Tobias Cameron would be a great Nicholas. That's how I'd picture him. Mm. And Betty said, Once I was listening to the Man in Black Suit audiobook in the waiting room at a doctor's appointment and the love scene started, for some reason the waiting room became very quiet. I had to stop the audiobook. I was afraid everyone was listening. <laughs> Ellie says they don't love my sex scenes no they are prudes it skips a generation (laughs) Anna says I listen to audiobooks on all of my silly trips they're also embarrassed because it's
0: their mom
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes and you made Ellie uh, Ellie, you made uh, Betty laugh there (laughs) so So much fun so So. happy birthday Nicholas I know it's our time, it's past mm-hmm. time we need to wrap this but so glad that you all came to join us in our surprise party for Nicholas today. Right.
0: And Elena if you're listening, you haven't missed the last chapter at all. <laughs> <laughs> she was worried. So. Yes. Anyway, so I want to thank everybody for joining in on this virtual surprise for everybody including ourselves. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see you all next week
1: where we can gush all over the movie. I can't even believe it. I'm just not ready. Know. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have Take a wonderful care. week.
0: And I'm going to leave you with I've Got You Under My Skin by Frank Sinatra. Mm,
1: perfect for Nicholas and Acacia. Yep. Take care.
0: Step up, wake up to reality.
1: But each time I do just the thought of you, makes me stop just before I begin. Cause I've got you under my skin. Yes, I've got you under my skin.